Life Audio. Are you tired of the communication problems in your relationship? Don't you wish there was some sort of a cheat sheet that could help you to learn how to de-escalate arguments quickly? Well, friend, I have just the resource for you. I've created a resource called Heart to Heart Conversation Starters for Couples in Conflict. This is not only going to help you to de-escalate those arguments, but it's also going to help you learn how to stop pointing fingers and find common ground. Get your free guide today at danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash conversation starters. Be on your way today to better communication in your relationship. I really believe that most relationships, people who say like, we don't communicate. It's not that you don't communicate. We all communicate all the time. A lot of times we we really devalue how much communication is actually happening in our relationships at all times. If your spouse says something to you and you just stare blankly back at them, you might think, I'm not even going to deal with that. I'm not even going to give them the time of day to give them a response. Well, guess what, friend? You actually gave them a response. Your silence spoke loudly. Hey, everybody, it's Dana Shea here, and you're listening to Real Relationship Talk. You all, today we are continuing in a brand new series that I'm calling From Conflict to Connection. The reason that I wanted to actually take some time to specifically talk about a series such as this is not just because I have an online course with the same name, though that is convenient, but it's really honestly because I work with so many couples who have this same core wound in their relationship, the same core issue that's keeping them, and maybe you, maybe you're in that group, right, that's keeping you from enjoying a close, intimate, deep, understanding, mutually fulfilling relationship, the kind of relationship that you deserve and the kind of relationship that we all want. So I don't want to just talk to you all and like teach you principles. I really want to take you through a journey. I want you to think about where your relationship is today. And maybe that's completely disconnected. Maybe you and your spouse or you and your partner, you just literally cannot communicate without there being some sort of argument, without there being someone getting defensive, without an angry outburst. Maybe you are just like at step one, or maybe you would think I'm actually at step zero. We just, we are, it's just not working. This is not it, right? And then maybe you're not really that disconnected, but you have these bouts, these seasons, you, you kind of step in and out of, of eras of disconnection. For the most part, your relationship is working. Things are going pretty well, but you know that there are some disconnection pockets that you want to actually alleviate. So we're going to spend the next several weeks really decoding what does it truly mean to have a relationship that is connected? I think that there's some things that we can kind of assess. There are some things that we can point to and we can learn from and there's skills that I can teach you. And there's there are things that you're really going to be able to resonate with as we go over these things over the next couple of weeks. But then I also think that there is some sort of just um, intuitive, organic knowing. Like you just know when your relationship is working. You know when like, that's it. This is what I need. This is what I want. This makes me happy. This makes me feel fulfilled. 
So I want you to just go into this next series with that in mind, that a lot of what I'm going to give you is going to be practical. And then a lot of what I'm going to give you are going to be like these pro tips, these kind of organic, um, just kind of intuitive tools that I think are really going to help you in your relationships. So let me first just start off by saying, I really believe that most relationships People who say, like, we don't communicate. It's not that you don't communicate. We all communicate all the time. Right now, I'm communicating with you, obviously, verbally, right? You're listening to words coming out of my mouth. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching a video of me communicating with you. If you're watching me, you know that I love hand gestures. So I'm using hand gestures, I have facial expressions, all the things, right? I'm communicating a topic to you, but believe it or not, you're also communicating with me. Though I can't see you and I can't hear you, the fact that you showed up today on this podcast, it's going to spike a number in my podcast player that's going to say that particular episode is hitting on something. A certain amount of people listens to that particular episode, which is going to then communicate something to me. Either this content is helpful and you want more of it, or if nobody listens to this podcast episode, that's going to also communicate It's time for me to focus on something else. So I'm telling you all this because a lot of times we we really devalue how much communication is actually happening in our relationships at all times. If your spouse, and I'm going to use the word spouse and partner interchangeably here, okay? If your spouse says something to you and you just stare blankly back at them, you might think, I'm not even going to deal with that. I'm not even going to give them the time of day to give them a response. Well, guess what, friend? You actually gave them a response. Your silence spoke loudly. And it may not have communicated what you wanted to communicate to them. So I think that one of the best skills that you can have in a relationship is the skill of learning to listen. Listening skills. Hey guys, it's Dana Shea. Real quick, breaking into the episode because I cannot wait to tell you guys I just released a brand new online course called From Conflict to Connection. How to communicate with your spouse without fighting with your spouse. You guys, I'm so excited for you to get your hands on this course. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of easy to understand, practical information, self-paced video teaching from my heart to yours. You can get access to the course today by simply going to danashea.com forward slash connection course. That's danashay.com forward slash connection course. And just for my Real Relationship Talk podcast listeners, I am offering you $50 off the course, but only until December 1st, 2023. So if you're listening to this after, sorry guys, but if you use promo code connection50, you will be able to get $50 off the course. So be sure to head on over to danashay.com forward slash connection course. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to have you guys in the online course. Now back to our show. How many of us talk, but we don't really listen or we hear, right? Like there's nothing wrong with our hearing. We have two ears and we can hear information, but we don't actually take the time to process that information and to think about what was said before we respond. That is where most of us get in trouble. It's that we will hear something and then we'll just respond or we'll react, which is actually a better word. We'll just react to it instead of taking the time to say, huh, hmm, I've never thought about it that way before. 
I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but mm, I can see where they're coming from. Most of us don't take the time to actually do that. So then we react and usually we're upset. We feel attacked. So now we're on the defense and now we have an argument on our hands. Now there's yelling. Now there's more accusations. Now there's blaming and there's shaming and it doesn't go anywhere. But because we don't take the time to actually learn the skills of listening, we don't know how to undo it. So then the next situation that arises, we just rinse and repeat. And then we're so frustrated because we say we can't communicate. Well, I'm so happy that you're here today, friend, because I want to help you to get out of that cycle. I want to help you to learn how to be a better communicator in your relationship. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is by actually learning how to talk to our spouse or partner so that they will listen. So by now, you've probably heard the promos for my new online course that I'm doing, literally called From Conflict to Connection. And if you have not already taken advantage of that course, I want to make sure that you do that. Now, this is the last week. If you're listening to the podcast in real time, this is the last week of November, early December 2023. You can actually get $50 off the course by simply going to danashay.com forward slash connection course and then using the promo code connection 50. This is the last week and that discount will not be extended. So make sure that you take advantage of that today. What I'm doing in the course, you all, is I'm really taking some of these topics that we are talking about in the podcast and we are expanding them. We are going to literally take your relationship from a disconnected hot mess to a connected intimate, fulfilling relationship. And I want you to get your hands on this knowledge. So please, please do yourself a favor and go to danashay.com forward slash connection course. And again, you can use that promo code connection 50 to get your $50 off. All right, enough of that. Let's go ahead and jump into this conversation. I'm going to have Sean come out on some of these podcast episodes, especially about communication and conflict and connection, because we have a lot of real life experience in this area. Y'all, everything that I teach is only because I have failed at it. It's only because I've done it wrong. And then I learned the skills on how to do it right. And now I'm reaping the rewards of that in my relationship. Not perfectly. Of course, there's no perfect relationship. And Sean and I are constantly giving each other feedback about what works and what doesn't work. And that doesn't always look like, here's a survey. Here you go. No, sometimes it's like, listen, uh-uh, you cannot talk to me that way. Or, um, nope, that's not going to work. That's feedback. And then you learn from it and you grow from it. One of the things that I didn't realize that I was doing in my own marriage was I was not listening to what Sean was actually saying. I was listening to what I thought he meant. Think about that. I wasn't listening to the words coming out of his mouth. Like y'all remember the movie Rush Hour? Do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? I was not listening to those words because I thought I already knew how he felt. I already thought I knew what he meant. So I would literally hear something that he was not saying. And then I would go to town with that. And I would build a whole entire belief system on what I thought he meant, even though that's not what he said. And it really took me slowing down, getting rid of my preconceived ideas that I had about whatever it was that I thought, 
in learning how to listen to him. And a big part of that is turning my attention to him. So if you listened to last Tuesday's episode, last week's episode, we talked about bids for connection. And I talked in that particular episode about how eye contact is so important. Because when you give your partner eye contact, I don't know why you all, I know that there's a scientific reason, but you literally hear better when you're looking at someone. When you're washing dishes and your your spouse is talking to you like behind you, or even when you're on the phone or my God, in a text message, a lot is going to be lost in translation. But if you can actually look at your spouse, if you can look at them eye to eye, then you're going to catch more of what they're actually trying to communicate with you. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you some practical things that you can do to become a better listener. And then, like I said, I'm going to give you some pro tips on what you can do. So let's jump into some of the practicals. So the first thing that I realized is timing is so critical. When you choose to have a conversation. Now, when I'm talking about conversations, I'm talking about conversations that are a little heavy, conversations that might um, introduce some conflict into your relationship, or it might actually try to solve whatever conflict you're having in your relationship. I'm not talking about like, hey, what time are you picking up the kids this afternoon? I mean, that could start like a whole conflict, right? But for the most part, those are just kind of like your basic normal conversations. When I'm saying conflict or conversations, excuse me, for the purpose of this podcast episode, I want you to think about conversations that could be a little dicey, conversations that could be a little triggering, conversations that, again, could either be about a conflict that you're experiencing that might actually open up a can of worms to a particular conflict that's impending. Okay. So I want you all to think about timing as your best friend. You have to know when to have these conversations. I am a night owl. Sean is an early bird. I come alive at 11 o'clock at night. Those are the best times to have heavy conversations, in my opinion. Not so for him who has to wake up at the crack of dawn every morning. So literally, you guys, for years, you would think that this would be common sense for me, but it wasn't. Mm -mm, It wasn't. Not for a long time. I would try to have these deep, heavy conversations at night, and then I would get mad when Sean would, like, fall asleep. I would get mad when he would, like, zone out because the man was, like, tired, right? So you got to know timing. And not only timing as far as timing of the day, but also where you are in your relationship is not always the best time to talk about certain things. Christmas is coming up. We are just fresh out of Thanksgiving, right? So these are like happy, fun times. And if you want to bring like a super heavy conversation to your spouse on the night that y'all are decorating the tree, like it's probably not the best time for that. So think about that, not only the time of day, but also what's happening in your family. Is this a very stressful time in your family? If so, this might not be the best time for you to bring up that infraction or that conflict or that whatever. So the first thing that we need to do, just practically speaking, is really prioritize time. What's happening in your spouse's world What's going on? Do they have a big presentation coming up at work? And now you want to like talk to them about this big old thing. And they're they're like, I don't want to talk to you about that. And now your feelings are hurt, but maybe your feelings wouldn't have been hurt if you just would have considered this isn't the right timing. So I want you to really, really prioritize timing before you go into any kind of a heavier conversation. 
Okay, I have so much more to share with you guys. We have to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Use this time right now to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. That way you can make sure that you receive every single episode automatically without you having to do a thing. So let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, we're back. So we talked a lot about timing. Now I want to talk to you all about mood. Mood is similar to what I was saying as far as like, um, if it's like not a good time in your relationship, right? Like not to bring that up, but also what is your mood? What kind of mood are you in? Because guess what? That is going to be very easily picked up on by your spouse or your partner. If you are angry and then you want to have a conversation, what do you think your face is going to look like? (laughs) Your face is going to tell on you. And they're not going to be very uh, welcoming of your conversation because they can see that you're mad at them. So they're already on the defense thinking, oh, shoot, they're mad at me about something. So, no, this isn't a good time for me. Or we can, can we talk about this later? Or I'm busy right now. They're going to shut you down because they're picking up on your anger. So you have to assess your mood. I'm talking about how to actually talk to your spouse so that they'll listen. So don't shoot the messenger. I'm just trying to help you because some of you all are not getting anywhere with your spouse or with your partner. And it's because you're not doing some of these preliminary practical things. Check your mood. Are you angry? Are you bitter about something? Is this the 13,000th time that they've done that and you're going to let them know about it right this moment? Well, again, your nonverbals are going to speak loud. And so they're not going to be very welcoming of a conversation probably from you if you're not in the best mood. Now, what I'm not saying is that you have to be like happy, happy, joy, joy, smiling. Hey, let's have this conversation about this horrible conflict that we're having. Like, no, be authentic, be real, but just check in with your mood. Check in to see how you're doing. How are you feeling? Are you even in the right headspace to have this conversation? Are you super emotional? And as soon as you get your first sentence out, you burst out in tears. Like that's probably not the best time to try to have a conflicting communication uh, conversation. So ask yourself, what kind of mood am I in? Am I good? Like check in with yourself. This is where self-awareness really matters. Again, maybe you are really upset and that's okay. You have the right to be upset sometimes in your relationship, especially if you've been injured, if you've been hurt, if you've been wounded. Be upset, but just understand that when you go into that conversation, there's going to have to be some sort of self-control and you're going to have to be able to pull it together enough to be able to communicate clearly what you want to say so that your spouse or your partner will listen to you. All right. Another practical step I want to give you is your approach. 
how do you actually approach the conversation? They say for men, some of the scariest words that a man can hear from his wife or girlfriend, whoever, is we need to talk. (laughs) Most men are like, oh, crap, what the world did I do? I'm in trouble for something. So I don't even say that to Sean anymore because he was giving me those those reactions. Like, I mean, literally, eyes rolling, long sighs. I'm like, what is going on here? I just said we need to talk. What he heard was, you are an absolute failure, and I'm about to tell you everything that you've ever done wrong in your life. Like, that's literally what he would hear when I would say we need to talk. So now I've changed my approach. Now I say something like, hey, what have you you got going on for the rest of the night? And he's like, oh, I'm going to watch the game. Not much. What's up? And then I'm like, hey, do you think we could talk for like 15 minutes? I just want to point out like something that happened and I just want your take on it or something like that. So what am I saying? First of all, I'm I'm saying I respect your time. I'm not going to break into his game and be like, hey, we need to talk right now. I know the game is on, but we need to talk. That's not going to end well for you. Okay. The second thing that I'm communicating to him is it's not going to take forever, 15 minutes. And I would say, give yourself a time limit. Don't think, okay, we're going to have this conversation and I'm going to get my spouse to listen to me. And if it takes all night for us to figure this conflict out, mm -mm, that is not what you want to do. You want to give yourself a time limit. Hey, do you have 15 minutes? You have 30 minutes. Maybe it's going to be a longer conversation. Can we go for a walk? Maybe you don't say, do you have an hour, (laughs) right? But you know, if you take a walk around your neighborhood, it's going to be like 45 minutes. So then just, just go into the conversation knowing that there's going to be some sort of a time limit. And then when you get back home, the conversation's over. Whatever you didn't get accomplished, it's going to have to wait for round two. So your approach is super, super important. How you actually bring up your need. And I would say preface it. Let them know that this isn't just like a light conversation. Let them know like, hey, there's a, I'm, I'm concerned about something in our relationship or there's something that I really need to talk to you about. I'm, I'm, I'm really needing to hear from you about such and such or I really want to share with you something that's really been on my mind. Like, don't like bait and switch them and be like, hey, do you have like 20 minutes later on tonight? And then you know that your conversation is really like, you know, you're going to bring up something that they did wrong. Like, don't manipulate, but do watch your approach and do make sure that you are being very clear when you actually bring up whatever it is that you're going to bring up. Okay, the last practical thing I'm going to give you is think about what happened during a last conversation like this, past conversations. A lot of times our spouse or our partners, they don't want to engage with us because they have PTSD over the last conversation that we had. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, because last time we had a conversation like this, it was two hours. You told me that I was the worst person that you have ever met, that you regret ever being with me. And I had to go to therapy after that conversation. I'm not interested. Now, obviously I'm exaggerating a little, but for maybe for some of y'all, I'm not. Maybe y'all are like, oh my gosh, right? But think about what happened the last time. Was your conflict resolved? Was it resolved amicably? Was it resolved where you both felt like, okay, we made some headway there. We had some progress there. Think about the last conversation or conversations if you have a pattern of like really not communicating well in conflict then just go into your conversation understanding that that is what your spouse is being triggered by. Not necessarily what you're saying today, but what you have said 
in the past. And it might not even been things wrong with what you said. It's just maybe, again, the conflict wasn't resolved. Or maybe there was a lot of blaming and shaming, or there was a lot of you not listening to them, they feel, or them not listening to you, you feel. So now you're going to like talk louder, or you're going to make sure that you've got like a bullet list of all the things. And so they're going into this conversation guarded. They're going into this conversation with fear and trepidation because of what happened last time. All right. So I'm going to give you guys some pro tips here, okay? So that's kind of some of the practical stuff. You need to be aware of timing. You need to be aware of your mood. You need to be aware of your approach, past conversations. So let's move on a little bit. And to remember what I was saying earlier about like some of this is going to just be kind of felt. It's more organic. It's more intuitive. These are going to be kind of the pro tips that I'm going to give you what you can actually do to get your spouse to listen. So I'm going to give you an example we're going to use this example through the rest of the podcast, okay? So let's say that your spouse, you guys have gone to a party, a holiday party, and you notice this beautiful woman, let's say you're a woman, and you notice this beautiful woman across the room. And you realize your husband has also noticed the beautiful woman across the room. And she looks at you, and then she looks at your husband, and she smiles at your husband, and then he smiles back. And you can tell that he's like all flustered, like, you can tell, right? Like, he's kind of into this lady and you're pissed. You're like, they're literally flirting right in front of my face right now. What am I going to do about this? So you're like, I'm not going to cause a scene. I'm not going to walk up to her and give her a piece of my mind. I'm not going to embarrass him. I'm going to save it for the ride home. So here you all are, you've gone to the party, you fake smiled your way through the whole thing, (laughs) laughing at all the dumb jokes from his boss, meeting all the people that you don't really care anything about. And now you guys are in the car and now you've decided we're going to talk about what just happened. Pause. I want you to just go back to what we just talked about five minutes ago and ask yourself, is this the right timing? Now, I'm not here to tell you yes or no. I'm just here to ask you to ask yourself that. Well, that depends on a couple of factors. How's your husband's mood? How's your mood? Again, you're checking in with your mood. You're checking in with yourself. If you're like seething mad, probably this is not the best timing. If you're okay and you're just like, you know what, I'm good. I just want to nip this in the bud before it gets to be something else. Okay, check in with your mood. Is this the right timing? How long is the drive home? If you live five minutes from the the place where the event was, it's probably not the best timing because five minutes probably isn't enough time. Check your approach. What are you about to say to him? Oh, so you think the girl in the red dress was cute, huh? If that's your approach, he's probably going to shut down. He's probably going to get defensive. So now you have to ask yourself, all right, what is going to be my approach to this conversation? All right. And then ask yourself, has this ever happened before? Has he ever flirted with someone right in front of my face? Yeah, last year at the Christmas party. Oh my gosh, that's when I threw his laptop out of the window. Okay, so maybe he's got some PTSD over the last time that I brought up this kind of conversation. So I'm going to have to bring it up in a different kind of way. Like these are all things and these are happening like rapid fire in your mind before you bring this conversation up. So I hope you guys are hearing me. One of the biggest nuggets that I'm giving to you is before you even start the conversation, 
A lot of times we're like, how can my spouse listen to me? I want them to listen to me. I want them to listen to me. There's a lot of work that we can do on our end to make that conversation more successful. So you've done your work. You're like, okay, I've done my work. This is the the best time to have this conversation. I'm in control. I'm a little upset, but I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I am not uh, volatile. You know, I'm not going to drive us off the cliff or whatever. Like, I'm good. So you've decided to have this conversation. All right, so here's some pro tips. First of all, you want to make sure that you listen to them before you expect them to listen to you. This is really big, you guys, because this listening is an active part of communication. Listening is something that we should always be doing. We don't just listen to our spouse like five minutes before we really want to tell them our thing. We should constantly be listening. Sean's always telling me, I'm always like, oh, I'm like the worst gift giver. I don't know what to give people. I just give people gift cards. Like, I'm not a gift giver, nor am I like a gift receiver. I'm not, gifts are not my love language. So I like to get them, like, yeah, like anybody else, right? But I don't love giving gifts, nor do I love receiving them. So every Christmas, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I'm like looking on Amazon and looking online for like, best gift ideas for your husband 2023, best gift ideas for your husband 2022, every single year. I just change out the year and think the gifts are going to get better, right? So Sean says something to me. He's like, Dana, if you would just listen to me, I tell you what I want all year. I'm like, no, you don't. And then when I think about, oh, he he actually does, he'll, we'll be in a store and he'll just throw off a comment like, oh, I like that sweatshirt. Well, I'm like, it's five months till Christmas. I'm not, pro- I'm not processing that. I'm not like going to tuck that away for safekeeping for later. What? But the truth is, he's always communicating. Am I listening though? And that's what I want to tell you all is that your spouse, your partner, they're always communicating. Are you listening? So think about, have I listened to my spouse? If not, Just understand it's going to be more difficult for them to listen to you because you have not shown a pattern of listening to them. So in this situation, you're probably thinking, what the world? Like, what would my spouse be communicating to me that I would need to listen to them about this situation? Maybe your spouse has said something to you like, you know what? I love when we go out and you get all dressed up. I love seeing you in your element, or I love when you wear that red dress that I bought you or whatever it might be, right? Maybe he's told you this like months ago and you're like, I'm not wearing that red dress. I don't like that dress. I'm so insecure about my body. I'm going to wear the black dress. And here comes old girl with the red dress on. And it wasn't that your husband was necessarily interested in her. Maybe he really liked her dress. Now I'm not excusing him. Obviously, if he's flirting in front of your face, like that's no go. That's a no go. That's not good. But what I am saying is that What has he been trying to communicate to you that maybe you haven't heard in the past? And then how can you now remember and then use that to your advantage? Because number two, after you've listened to them, the next thing that you need to do is to validate their perspective first. So you start this conversation with, hey, that was a really cool party, you know? Or if if it like sucked and you did not want to be there and it wasn't a cool party, you could say something like, you know what? You seem to really like the people that you work with. You know, I could see how you and your boss, y'all seem to have a really good relationship. You're validating the fact that he actually does like these people. 
And he actually seemed like he had a pretty good time. So if you start off the conversation with, oh my God, I am so glad to be out of there. That was the most boring party. I cannot believe we just wasted $60 on a babysitter. And all I had to do was sit here and talk to your little friends and fake smile all night. Oh, and by the way, did you really flirt with that girl right in front of my face? Like, how do y'all think that conversation's going to go? But if you take the time and say, you know what, I can see that you really like the people that you hang out with or that you work with. You really like hanging out with the people that you work with. That's cool. You know, I'm glad that you really enjoy your job. And I also picked up that you really like red dresses. Now, humor, you guys, works for me. If it's not something that's like, you know, a cardinal sin, (laughs) I think it's okay for you to introduce a little humor into some of these conflicts that might um, grow into something bigger. Sometimes humor can just kind of like, it can just kind of set the mood for this doesn't have to be this long, heavy, serious thing. Like, hey, I'm actually going to talk to you about something that I don't like, but I'm going to do it in a humorous way. So he's like, what? Red dress? What are you talking about? Like, I remember this time, you guys, Sean and I were actually at the beach, and there was this girl that walked in front of us, like, walked right in front of us. She had these little white shorts. They were, like, six inches long, okay? We're at the beach. And I'm like, wow, that's right there in front of us, okay? And I could just tell Sean was trying with all of his might not to look at that girl's butt. Like, I'm telling you, like, and so I'm laughing inside because it's funny to me. First of all, I appreciate the fact that he's trying to respect me, right? And then I'm like, dang, like, how hard must it be to be a man when you've got, like, all of this in front of your face all the time? So I interjected humor. And I was like, white shorts. And he just, like, turned red. Sean's light. He's real fair skin, right? So he's, like, turning red. And I'm like, it's okay, Sean. It's okay. You know, we just kind of had a laugh about it. And we went on with our lives. I didn't get all mad, like, oh, my gosh, my husband is being turned on by the girl in front of it. Oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Like, sometimes, y'all, we take ourselves so seriously. And sometimes it's okay to just interject a little bit of humor. So you have to learn how to validate your spouse's perspective before you expect them to validate yours. Listen to your spouse before you expect them to listen to you. The third thing that I want to tell you is you need to know what you want. This is so important, y'all. I could probably do an episode on this one alone. Know what you want and then say so. So many times we get in these conversations and we don't know what it is we want. We just want to complain or get something of our chest or we just want to vent. And then our spouse is like, what do you you want? And you're like, what do you mean what I want? And the truth is we're embarrassed because we don't really know what we want. So you have to ask yourself, like, what is it that I want out of this? Maybe it's I want my husband to be more aware that his friendliness can can come across as flirtatious behavior. Maybe he's not aware of that. Or maybe I'm really afraid that my husband is attracted to other women and I need him to tell me that he isn't. I need him to validate the fact that we're okay and that he's not looking. That's vulnerable, you guys, because anytime that we expose a fear in our relationship, it, it costs us. It makes us inherently vulnerable. But how is your spouse going to know what you need if you don't tell them? So you need to know what you want out of that exchange. What is it that you're having the conversation for? 
and then let him or her know that. So listen, I want to talk to you about this because I don't want every single time we go to one of these work functions, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't know how long you've been working with that woman or if you're attracted to her, but I just needed to just talk to you about this because I don't want this to grow. I don't want to start being suspicious of you. We have a good relationship. We've never had any trust issues. And so I wanted to bring this up to you because I don't want us to start having trust issues. Boom. Now you've given your spouse something to work with. Now they're like, oh, girl, please, no, no. That's Becky from accounting. I don't, mm -mm. I just, I liked her dress. Or, you know, she said a, a joke to me actually before you walked over. And when you walked in, I was just laughing about the joke. It had nothing to do with you. She's, she actually wanted to meet you. I just, I don't know why I didn't introduce you. Whatever he's going to say, right? Whatever he's going to say. But the point is, is that you're giving him an opportunity to respond to your need. And this is really big, you guys. I want to just say it again. So many times our spouses do not meet our needs because we do not tell them our needs. We do not communicate to them what we need. I need reassurance. I need to know there's nothing going on between you and Becky in accounting. I need to know that you are not disrespecting me when I'm not in your presence. I need to know that you're not out here flirting with your coworkers. That's what I need. So. When we are able to communicate directly, when we are able to say what we need and tell our spouse what we need, and we're not just here to vent, we're going to get a much, much better response from them. They're going to listen because you're giving them something that they can work with. So in a nutshell, as we bring this episode to a close, this is not 100% guaranteed, you all. We're not always going to have conversations with our spouses that they're like, that is the best thing I've ever heard. I am so thankful that you brought that up to me. Thank you for sharing your heart. No, there's going to be times, maybe because of their own embarrassment or maybe their own immaturity or their own not being self-aware, that they're not going to respond to you in the best of ways. But this is why I didn't title this podcast, How to Make Your Spouse Listen to You. Because you can't make them listen to you. But what you can do is you can talk in a way so that they will listen. You can make changes on your end to make sure that your part of the conversation is as clean and as as direct and is as communicative as it can possibly be. And then the rest is on them. You can't control them, but you can control you. And what I see you guys so often in the couples that I coach and just what I'm observing from other couples out here, a lot of times, you all, we want to change our spouse, but we don't want to change ourselves. So this is a way that you can change yourself, your approach, your delivery, your mood, your timing. You have complete control over all of that. And when you do that, then I promise you, you will see differences in your relationship. It has to happen. Now, I did not say I promise you that your spouse is going to listen to everything that you say and you're going to have success in every conversation. I didn't say that. I said you're going to see a difference in your relationship because you are making a difference. So make a difference. You're not a victim of your relationship. 
You're not just a passive participant, just, I don't know, okay, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, 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 friend. Remember, I'm about to tell you this in just a minute. A good relationship isn't one that works. It's one where you what? You put in the work. This is how we put in the work right here. We work on ourselves. We become better listeners so that our spouse will then listen to us. And it's not a bait and switch. It's not like, okay, I'm going to do all this stuff so that I can really get what I want. It's really about just becoming a better partner. Even if your spouse never listens to you, what have you lost? Nothing. What have you gained? You've learned better communication skills. You've learned how to be a more direct partner. You've learned how to actually talk so that other people will then begin to listen. So I hope that this episode has been tremendously helpful for you. If you need to go back and re-listen to it, please re-listen to it. There's so many podcast episodes, y'all. I will listen to a podcast episode three or four times until I get it because I'm about change. I'm not just trying to get some good information and be like, oh, that was nice. All right, on to the next song. Or no, no, like I want to change. I want to grow. I want to learn. And so if you want that too, then you can re-listen to this podcast episode, or I've made it super easy for you. I have show notes for you. You can download those at realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 193. Well, thanks so much for being here today, you guys. I would love to hear from you if these podcast episodes are encouraging you and helping you in your relationship journey. So remember, a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.